Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Divot Room. I'm Chris, and with me via Zoom is Todd. Todd, how you doing? <laughs> you doing good, Chris. Dude, I didn't even mute you. You stayed very quiet. Yeah. Well, you were yelling at me. Todd, <laughs> we... We just went through... I mean, we, we were going to meet just, you know, like 20 minutes ago. We ran through a bunch of technical difficulties, and they were difficult. They were extremely difficult. I don't even have my hat on anymore. I know. you're. It's really flustered because everybody knows Chris as the <laughs> beautiful baritone voice. Yeah. He seems so lovable. Uh, so man, everybody that knows Chris Hart is just like, that guy's such a lovable character. And it turns out you were really mad and angry and mean, and you were yelling. That's the Chris Hart most people know. <laughs> but they love him. I well, at, le- you're at, probably, least at least that's what I keep telling myself. Yeah, you're fine. And plus, you know, you just walked around the Grand Canyon. And how are you? Are your thighs chafed? No, I'm good. I'm good. Did 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 we actually come in? Did I say welcome into the Diver Room? I don't even know where we're at anymore. <laughs> yeah, you did. It's okay, buddy. It's Sunday. <laughs> it's uh, we're at Zoom. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so, okay. so yeah, our we, since last we met, I have hiked across the entire length of the Grand Canyon from the North Rim to the South Rim, twenty four and a half miles, about six thousand feet down, about five thousand feet back out, and it's the seventh time i've done it i think and again it's just as amazing as ever it's one of the most amazing places on earth when you're down in the canyon you are seeing things that less than one percent of the population of the world are ever going to see and it's extremely spiritual and amazing and it it it's amazing it's a great accomplishment would would you say when you do that are you getting a rim job or are you (laughs) (laughs) or am i giving it (laughs) are you giving a rim job what would you say uh you know at the beginning i don't i mean (laughs) how many miles is that rim job (laughs) 24 and a half uh i i cannot yeah i i'm not sure if i feel like i'm giving and receiving one all at the same time I'm not really sure because <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd really, miles. I don't know if I'd really like one or the other. <laughs> right. You're, you're not sure. You're confused. <laughs> it's okay. Very confused. It's as if I uh, just was slightly dehydrated and getting started. Cause, yeah. Cause you're not just going around the rim. No. You're going down inside. Yeah. And coming back up. Yeah. <laughs> Cross the Colorado river. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, it's, we can joke all we want, but it, it is, it's, it's a, crazy. It's, a, it's crazy. Test. It's like, and it's, the, it's basically like the opposite of climbing a mountain. And you have said, you, you go for runs. You don't jog. You exercise. <laughs> I, I jog and, these days. Yes. And no run. Okay. And I'm like, you, you told me the cast of characters that went, I'm like, okay, I bet they're going to be fucking sore because when I talk to you, like, two days after you're like, I'm sore. I'm like, if you're sore, <laughs> they're borderline in hell. Yeah. So it's been, uh, it's been several years that I've been doing this and the last few years, 
I usually hold towards the back because I usually feel responsible to make sure everybody gets out of the canyon. And this year, a lot of people that have done it before, so they know what to expect. And, and several people behind me, as I waited for them to make sure they're okay, kept telling me, I'm good, dude. Don't feel like you have to wait for me. And we got to a certain point where uh, it's brutal coming up out of the canyon. Oh, I bet. And the people that were behind me, I trusted. I knew that they knew what to expect. And I knew at a certain point within a few miles, they were going to get in cell phone coverage. So, okay. Um, I decided upon myself that I'm like, you know, if I wait for these individuals every so often, my legs are going to start getting really tight oh, every right. time I stop. So I decided to just put my head down and just, just get to it. And, uh, so I did. So I just started hiking, um, relatively quickly and, I got up out of the top of the canyon. I passed a few of our members and they told me that they were feeling good. Got to the top. And, uh, but I was at that point, I was starting to be able to be in communication with the rest of the group. And we had some people that were willing to go down. I was willing to go back down if people needed help, but everybody was within a mile and a half of the top and everybody's still feeling okay. One individual was struggling, but you know, seemed like, uh, they were able to get out just fine. So, um, yeah, all in all, uh, we all got out within 10 to 12 hours. So it was great. Good. Another successful trip. Seems like one of those things, like you should walk 24 miles around your, your house. (laughs) Maybe try it before that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to judge. No, you don't judge. You just, you just, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> but man, that, and that would be hard. So kudos to all you people out there. Good job. Yeah. It's a hard hike. It's, it's, uh, I always equate it to, um, finishing a marathon. So anybody out there that's done a marathon, it's about the same as far as the mental fortitude to just finish. And, uh, once you're done, it's, it's, a, it's an incredible accomplishment. And, you know, while, you might run a marathon in Phoenix, Arizona or Portland, Oregon or wherever you're at. When you get done, you just see buildings and, and a bunch of sweaty, dirty, nasty people. When you get done with this, you see the beauty of the Grand Canyon. Let me tell you, it's, it's, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. It's incredible. So great time. Uh, this one kicked my ass a little bit more norm, more than normal years, but you're it's okay. Gentlemen now <laughs> a little bit older. So and I pushed it a lot. I pushed it a lot harder than I probably should have, but but it's okay. How much chamois butter did you use? <clears throat> uh, so I took, did. You have to apply chamois butter more than once. <laughs> I took two little packets about like that size. Okay, <laughs> that looks about like two inches. <laughs> chamois <butter>. <laughs> <laughs> They're like little travel packets. I wasn't yeah. the only one that brought them, by the way. It's not a stick uh, of butter, everybody. I, uh, it's, <laughs> it's lube. It's I, I, they know based on our last podcast, I applied it fairly liberally in the morning, made about the same as I would do for a marathon. And we got down to Phantom Ranch, which is about 14 miles in. 
and uh, applied some more on another packet. And, oh, and you know, this stuff's water-soluble, so it's not like uh, uh, body glide, which is kind of like a stick, and, and you can apply it. That's more, <laughs> that's more like uh, not astroglide, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more like uh this is re- relatively water soluble so if you get enough rain or sweat it'll kind of wash off but so you got to keep reapplying it so uh it's probably more I it's more, probably more that people that. need need to know i don't know i mean i i just know of one other individual that did but uh i didn't get any chafing spots i i hardly okay. got any blisters dude i mean i i did okay i mean other than nice. pushing That's my awesome muscles game. a little bit more and Maybe take another day or two longer than normal to recover. Um, I'm still, you know, just today, I think I was able to walk straight. And, uh, wow. So, but yeah, how was your week? How was, so member guest out at Heron, how was it? Yeah. You and, and you and Dick. We were a fucking train wreck on Saturday on the Heron Great Blues. Oh my God. So I counted up all my putts. I had 41, and I didn't count the two that I putted from the, the fringe. So it could have been 43 putts. And you said that your total length of putts was five feet. So you were just like tapping things in all day. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I shot an 86, 43, 43. Wow. Dick shot a buck, bucko something. Where's he that was at? Was, was this great, great blue? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were, we, he had a four putt. I had two four putts. A three putt. Oh, so anyways, we got our brains straight today and went out there and played way better. Where was your I four putt? 70. What hole was your four putt on? Oh Jesus! You don't even I care putt. at this point. You're just like fuck it. I was on the wrong side of something. It was on the back nine, that par five. Oh yeah. Oh, the dog leg right. Yeah, yeah. So I I was below it. I putted above it. I putted down. I putted up. I putted down. Oof. It was a disaster. Brutal. And then the other four putt was on the par three. It was way right. I was way left. I had to go over blah, blah, blah. Four putts later. Anyway, we we got our brains straightened out. Dick said, okay, instead of just birdie bottle, we're going to go net birdie bottle. <laughs> nice. So nice. At the end of the day, we almost finished off two flasks, me and Dick and Paquin. And uh, we were way better. Dick, I think uh, 80 or 95-ish. I had a 76. We were way better. Nice. Did uh, you play with Paquin both days? Yeah. Nice. He's did amazing. He, did he tell you that he saw me out at the LPJ event? No. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, I know. He, he's like. He didn't even mention uh, it. No, didn't even didn't even bring it up. Do you talk about this podcast at all? I mean, people don't. Do no, he you? loves the podcast, but he never he didn't mention anything about you seeing you. <laughs> Although we're gonna be me, you, and him, and uh, Peach are playing at uh, Oregon Golf Club in their pro am on the eleventh. Oh, perfect, sweet. That'll be a great time. Yeah, right before we go to Chambers. Yeah. I'm excited. I need to get out and hit some golf balls. I haven't hit any golf balls in a long time. I think that would be a really good plan. <laughs> Probably get that driver straightened out a little bit. Well, just hitting balls. Because I'll tell you, I hadn't played a lot before I went into Saturday, and I felt like an idiot. Yeah. And I feel Sunday like an idiot is, every time I get on a golf course, though. But you know no, how no. I am. I, I'm fine. I'll power through. Yeah, of course through. you are. Yeah. Get some reps. So we were going to pause it and then kind of gather our thoughts, but I think we should, let's just power through. You good? You good to keep going? 
Yeah. Yeah, let's just do it. So uh, let's uh, give a shout out to Sisters Meet and Smokehouse uh, and Sisters Oregon on Spruce. Sisters Meet and Smoke. If you're going to Central Oregon, people, seriously, I mean, I know that several of you out there have already gone through and told them that you heard about them on our podcast. And so mention us if you go in there. They're not going to give you a deal, but it's still kind of cool for us to kind of know that that the system works. So Sisters Meet and Smokehouse, you can't beat our meats. Grab some ground beef, grab some steaks, grab some chicken. It's all good. Grab some jerky and some pepperoni sticks for a round of golf. Just head out to Sisters for the day. Grab grab some lunch, grab a beer, grab some steaks, and come back home. Cook them up for family. You're I'm, going, I'm you're going to head out way. To, yeah. I'm headed to Central Oregon Monday, playing a big four-day tourney, the fall tour. We're going to Juniper, play Juniper tomorrow, and you're not like, oh, ju- you're going to be in ju- Florida? <laughs> oh, you're going to be in Florida? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go see Eric and, and Don. Sorry. Don and Eric Trump. It's been a long day. Yeah, Jupiter. You, not you, Jupiter. You. <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to Juniper, Oregon, not Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. What, what course is in Juniper? It's called Juniper. It's in Redmond. Oh, it's in Redmond. Okay. So if you would have yeah. said you were going to Redmond, that would have been different. But. No, I'm just stopping in Redmond to play Juniper. Then I go to my house in Eagle Crest. How many people are you staying with in Eagle Crest? Just me and Krieger, Paquin, and Dibvig. Great, and, great uh, cast of characters there. Yeah, for Showa. And I, me and, uh, I plan on stopping because we go to Black Butte twice. So I'm going to stop into uh, the smokehouse, Sisters Meet and Smokehouse. Are you on, guys, uh, so, so you played Juniper on Monday? Yep, tomorrow. And then Tuesday... Where do you play? Eagle Crest or Eagle Ridge. And then Wednesday. Blaze Meadows. And then Big Meadows. Big Meadows. Oh, Dude, I, I, lo- I love those courses. Before we show up. So Big Meadows, your last course you play on this fall tour? Which is like the, everybody loves that course. It is amazing. So when you uh, hit your second shot on three and you're heading... So you hit your second shot. It's par five. Oh, that par fucking five. Yeah. Straight down the chute. And when you hit your second shot and about 50 yards before that fairway bunker on the left, look Mm -hmm. to your left and you'll see a big brown house with a big kind of deck on the back. And uh, that's where we normally stay. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I've been over there because, you know. You're going for the green and two. You're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit this green. And they come over. They come over the top of it and do a little pull hook. And and what's so nice about playing golf in Black Butte is when you hit one of those trees, it just makes that distinct knock. Oh yeah, and you can hear it. It echoes. Oh God, it's just humiliating. I can't wait to hear what you shoot there because I, I love that course. It it eats me alive, but I love it. It's a great great test of golf. Yeah, I love it too. Nice. All right. With our uh, little shout out to Sisters Meet and Smokehouse, we're going to give a shout out to a rural golf course in Oregon. Echo Hills Golf Course in Echo, Oregon. It's a nine holes, but they list it as a par 72. So I'm just assuming they list it as a par 72 because they probably, I don't know, they probably list it as both nines. But then you look it up, it's par 72, but yardage is 580. 5,867 yards. So with an odd number of yardage, <laughs> I'm just curious how they, how they get that number if they only have nine holes. Anyways. That is odd. 
<laughs> you would think if they just doubled the yardage, it'd be an even number. Do Bra- you know where Echo is? Uh, I don't. I knew you'd is be it- looking it up, and you'd probably give me the population. I almost looked. Up, I almost looked up the population <laughs> just to mess it, you up. Isn't it's in Umatilla County, Oregon. Oh, I broke down there one time. Elevation six thirty five. Population eight thousand five hundred thirty six. See, that was a really good guess, but it's actually seven hundred thirty five. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that is a small town. They've got yeah. great rates. Weekends for uh, nine holes is eighteen dollars. For eighteen, it's thirty two dollars. And they actually have punch card options. That's an old school style, dude. I love for it. For seven hundred and thirty five <laughs> people, I, I could funny. just see the old man with hairy knuckles on the other side of the counter with this little hole punch <laughs> as you go in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's like it's like me growing up the Muni course up the street. You know, you just get, he, he has like this little plastic box. They open up and they pull out this little postcard yeah. and then they, and then they're like, all right, Chris, you got three more rounds left. <laughs> right. God. I love That's it. Funny. Echo Hills golf course. Check it out, people. All right, dude. It was a Ryder cup week. Fucking a. There's gotta be some news out there though. Is there any golf news that you have other than Ryder Cup news? Because I don't have shit. No. Let's just There's jump no right. News. Let's just jump right into it. Then let's recap the Ryder Cup. Have you? Did you watch much of it? Day one, I did. Okay, let's recap day one. So USA finished on top six. Uh, They're up six to two. Yeah. And uh, wh- what are your what are your initial thoughts about day one, Todd? Yeah, I was. It was. They went the. Alternate shot first. I thought they'd do the best ball. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking like a baby right now. Also known as foursomes and four ball. Yeah. Um, I, I was surprised the Americans went out and kicked some ass. And the one team that didn't kick ass was Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, which yeah. was kind of a surprise. It was a surprise. It seemed like they stuck him out there. They stuck him out there first. Maybe. Yeah. First ish. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, they, yeah, they sucked it up, man. And then the Spanish Armada went out, kicked some ass, and then they had the afternoon, and they stuck Spieth and Thomas again together, and they got beat again. That was kind of my first take from day one: is that the the team of Thomas and Spieth lost both their matches. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty brutal to watch those two, but you know it. In in the grand scheme of things for the Americans, hey, everybody everybody was uh was good to go. That uh second match that day in the in the uh, four ball, they did not send Justin Speeth or Jordan Speeth and Justin Thomas back out there. You're right. They I, didn't. Who would they send out? I, I think Ju- I think Jordan sat and uh Justin Thomas and Patrick Cantley went out there together. But I believe uh, Spieth and Thomas worked together the next day again. Mm, okay. And I think they won day two. Facts. And not, 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 a, not a big deal. Uh, Jordan, I was curious as to why they sat Jordan. But again, he's a captain's pick. So let's get, let's actually kind of delve into this packed captain's pick thing. There was something interesting on day one that I was hearing about. And it couldn't have been Zinger because I tune him out all the time. 
And uh, so it had to have been somebody else that talked that uh, Brooks Kepka and Daniel Furberger are really good friends. No kidding. And Scotty Scheffler and Bryson DeChambeau are really good friends. No way. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, well, that makes a lot more sense. Because, you know, going into this, I'm sure Steve Stricker was like, what are we going to do? We have Brooks Kepka, mm-hmm. We have Bryson DeChambeau. We got to get people that like them on this team. Well, my guess is he probably t- picked Furberger to put him with Brooksy. And he probably picked Scheffler, which both of them are solid players in their own right. Correct. For sure. And good captain's picks. But if yeah, you that have was smart golf. But if you have the ability to take a Daniel Furberger instead of a Patrick Reed, I think that was probably that that was if that just won us the Ryder Cup, I think that was probably the best captain's picks I've ever seen in my entire life. Because Brooksy it, it, and Berger worked together. And Bryson and Scotty worked together both days. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, that didn't hurt. And the fact that DJ just went all DJ on that shit. <laughs> he did go all DJ on everything. And so I was watching the opening ceremonies, and the Americans were in their uh, tweed or something jackets. They looked kind of goofy, like they, I God, it, like the guy from Cheers. He came in there like the professor in his coat. It just didn't look right. It looked (laughs) stuffy. And so they were all sitting there. And the the Europeans first, they went first. And Harrington, he was he was great. And his people, he was introducing his players, and it seemed natural. And then Stricker got up there and he would he would say something like kind of praising his team, and he'd look at him, and it was crickets. And then he started, he thanked his wife, and then he looked at his kids and started crying. And I got nothing against crying. Crying's good. But he, he was like, man, this is, this is not going over great. <laughs> and he said, I, I had a couple of beers to try and smooth things out, but, man, it was a, it was a disaster. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This is really weird. <laughs> this is so then I was like, after they kicked the, the Europeans' ass on on Friday, I was like, oh, it was their plan to act weird and awkward. You know, <laughs> we're going to act like we hate each other and we don't know where we're at and I'm a fool. And pff, it worked. Dude, that's so funny. I You sent me a couple of videos of the awkwardness and I, I, I think I might have, I maybe would have had to have watched the entire opening ceremonies, which I did not. Because I was in the Grand Canyon recovering from my painful hike. Yeah. And so I didn't get the entire depth of your videos that you sent me, but it, th- those suits, oh my God. Terrible. Terrible. They just well, looked like a bunch it, of poop emojis sitting there. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> and so they did a European national anthem. I didn't know there was a European national anthem. I didn't know that either. So they played some song and then the Americans played the national anthem. And so they're all standing there and Brooksy's 
he doesn't have his hand over his heart. Cantley doesn't have his hand over his heart. They're like, what am I? half of them got sunglasses. It was like they all, like half of them got baked. And <laughs> Bunch of edibles and in the team room. Yeah, and all of a sudden the shit just went down during the opening ceremony and nobody knew what was going on. Dude, that's too funny. Yeah. So one of my best, one of my favorite highlights from day one, I believe it was day one. Yeah. No, it was uh, Jordan Spieth uh hit his tee shot on 17 or no Justin Thomas mm-hmm. hit his, his tee shot on 17 tugged it just to Todd and put yeah. Jordan on that hillside on the on the lakeside sorry buddy yeah did you see but dude that shot so if if any of you out there have watched any highlights from the Ryder Cup I guarantee you saw this so Jordan Spieth takes his hack out of the hay on this side hill lie like it's got a vertical cliff in front of him about five feet high and he has to hack this thing out damn near goes straight up in the air he's lucky it didn't go backwards and as he's as he is watching in the air he loses his footing and he turns around and starts running down the hill towards the lake he stumbles almost trips almost eats shit almost breaks his ankle Almost falls into Lake Minnesota for some reason he's able to recover and he hits it to like eight feet. Yeah, it's it, uh, the craziest, incredible, most incredible shot I've ever seen in my life. I think it went like 75 feet in the air. And he was only, when he hit the shot, he might have been 15 feet from the hole. Correct. If 15 feet from the hole and he hit it 75 feet in the air and landed it to eight feet. So he hit it seven feet, but he hit it, you know, I mean, it's crazy. So the worst part about it is they lost the hole. Justin Thomas then missed that putt, which is fine. The shot was incredible. Nah, so we're going to see that putt. highlight for years, but we're going to forget that Justin Thomas missed that putt. <laughs> right. He's going to be happy about that. Yeah. So, uh, again, from day one, what I gather is that shot was incredible. The Americans played incredible. Uh, it just it it set the tone for the fact that Steve Stricker and his assistants have done something right to be able to set the tone for these Americans and kind of prove a lot of us wrong because a lot of us were thinking that Europeans had the better team atmosphere and the Europeans were the stronger team, but somebody did something right or just the fact that all the golfers' parents did something right and just had babies at a certain point in time that had really killer golf school <laughs> golf skills right because <laughs> these americans are going to be around here for a long time they're all young and they're going to be kicking some ass for the next several years well the only thing i got right was that tony finau would not play an alternate shot and that tony finau's putter would be shaky but his putter was fucking amazing well it it, it was really good and i'll give him that yeah. but it's a lot easier in four ball it is, but because guess what? You, there's no worry about blasting it back and fucking your partner or missing that three footer. And he did not play alternates, which I said he would not. Yeah, and you, you know what, Todd? You're right. Nice call. That's that's the only thing I said correct because <laughs> I said the Europeans were going to kick their ass, and they didn't. Even, it would wasn't even close. Yeah, but it's okay. All right, so then we go into day two. After the Americans are up six two, Americans are up six two. They finished day two. 
they're up 11 to 5, which is amazing. What are your reactions from day two? So that would have been Saturday. I've got nothing because I was just playing golf, shooting my worst round of golf, hitting balls and blackberries, covered in blood, looking for balls left and right, and <laughs> kind of keep an eye on the phone. And then I had to get ready for the Beavers. Yeah, you did. The, the, the Trojan. Yeah. So I have no impression of day two. What do you, did you watch any of it? I watched some, so I was still recovering and and uh, just trying to gather myself because uh, you know after riding on a plane ride and being places just didn't feel right. So uh, yeah, you were really grumpy in the airport. Well, it, I, it I, was. I texted you yeah. and you do. I'm in the airport. I got it, poop in my pants. In the world of in the world of COVID, when you when you start feeling a little crummy, you're like, "Great, I was on an airplane. I think I've got COVID." So, oh, you thought you had the COVID? Well, yeah, I, dude, I was so out of it. Just I didn't know what to think. So, um, and to your to your so I think it was Friday morning. I woke up, and after a night of feeling like I was my nose was breathing through a cocktail straw. Right. And Kathy Joy felt like shit. Yeah, see, like, there oh, you go. I was like, fuck, I, I've got COVID. I'm going to get ready to play golf with my dad. I'm, I don't want to kill him. I'm going to be all over Oregon and wash. So I went and paid for a test and it was negative. Yeah. And I felt I felt foolish later because by, you know, 11 a.m. I was like, OK, after I had some antihistamines and decongestants, I felt fine. But yeah. Jesus. Well, and I think with some of the rain that we had and then things start blooming, I think yeah, it's it's such a crazy world we live in that anytime you feel just a little off, you're like, Oh great. Do I have COVID? So you just try try to protect yourself, try to protect people around you, but I feel great now, but, uh, yeah, Saturday. So I was able to watch some golf, uh, again, just same impressions as day one. It's just, these Americans are kicking ass and they are proving the entire world wrong. And, uh, yeah, then I, and I was able to get ready to watch uh, the Ducks kick the crap out of uh, Arizona last night. So, which let, let's let's divert a little bit because I want to talk about college football for just about maybe maybe two minutes here. Yeah, I'm fine with that. My Oregon Ducks, number three in the country, and I'm going to say okay. mine because I actually went to school yeah. there for a little bit. So, so okay, that, and, so. and you know, and it's Dick's Dick and Alice's. Ducks. So I'm I'm listening to this broadcast last night, and I'm I feel like I'm listening to the Paul Azinger for college football. It started frustrating the hell out of me, and I was wondering, I'm like, am I listening to people that have been infiltrating the Pac-12 from the SEC? Because all I heard from these commentators, which is this dork that went to Stanford, and I'm like, why are you talking shit about the Ducks right now? Because this is our only hope for the entire Pac-12. And well, fuck no, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, the beavers, yeah. It is the Beavers are not going to make the playoffs. You so know, we'll see. And this is where I disagree when you say the Ducks are the only chance this year. No, fuck that. Well, the, the how many right how many now, games? The Beavers are one or no in the Pac-12, and they just went not gonna, and they're not they're not USC. They're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> but hear me out for just You're one. making me fucking mad and I'm sort of I'm sort of now with this commentator. Hear me out for one second. 
all it seemed to talk about was how, you know, that Oregon isn't playing well and this is not like a, a number three team in the country. And everybody that wakes up on the East Coast tomorrow, they're just going to see the final score and think, oh, the Ducks won 42, whatever. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, they still won by a lot. He's just like, you know, they were never down in this game. But he, they kept talking like the Ducks sucked. And I'm like, dude, can we not have a few drives where we might need to take a break? Might not, maybe not, might not play up to the level of expectations. You know, it, yeah, okay, it just yeah, started, yeah. it just started pissing me off. I was like, I, I just got to mute you because this game seemed okay. Yeah. They were struggling a little bit, but you know what? They ended up scoring two touchdowns at the end of the game and kicking these guys ass. I mean, the final score is the final score. I don't care who you are. Let me look at, did look. you mute, did you mute me? <laughs> did you mute me? What? Did, what? Did you mute me? No, I didn't. <laughs> All right. So I'll mute Again, myself right now. I think I think you're you're a huge duck homer. And just to think that they are the Pac-12 savior. No. Because guess what the ducks are gonna do? And this is what they always do, is they're gonna fucking lose to Washington State or somebody at the <laughs> end of the year. They All do right. it every year. I'm gonna write that so, down. Todd says they're gonna <laughs> Yeah, write it down. They're going to lose to somebody at the end of the year when they're cruising. It's hard I to go. Might be wrong, but it's hard to go the entire season with being undefeated. So you're probably going to lose to somebody. The problem in the Pac-12 is unless you lose to a Stanford that's ranked nine or a UCLA that's ranked six, you know, normally what happens to Oregon is they fucking get beat by Oregon State by like a point, and everybody in Oregon, the Oregon State fans, love it. That they Fuck just yes. ruined Oregon's chance for going to a national championship. It's like, good. Why do you like that? <laughs> good. I, here's the difference between Duck fans and Oregon State fans. Duck fans could care less if we beat Oregon State. Oregon State that's, fans. That's not true. Oregon that State fans true. could go the entire season without winning a game, but if they beat that the Ducks, so that's just true. like the best game ever. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's not true. Duck fan. What's the difference between Duck fans and okay. Oregon State fans is most Duck fans never went to Oregon. Okay, well, they jumped on the bandwagon. I'm, I'm dating. And when they got Chip Kelly, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm dating myself though a little bit too." Because I mean, my my loyalty to the Ducks goes back to when I was going to school there. So we're talking in the mid '80s. Yeah. It still was like that, right? I mean, no matter what wherever Oregon or Oregon state's ranked, that game is always a level playing field. Yep. It always is. I don't care if Joey Harrington's there. I don't care if Danny O'Neill is there. It's always a level playing field. Always has been, but it seems to me that the Beaver fans always live for that game more Jesus, than the duck. You, fans. <laughs> no, you're, you're delusional. <laughs> Because I know uh, I'm I, somewhat right. We can I know agree there's... to a disagree, but it's it's a two way street, buddy. Okay, uh, and that's it, it is we... now. It is now. I will give you that. It it is now. I do agree with you that 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 uh, is a lot more today than it was yesterday, meaning several years ago. But yep. today, yeah, I, I will agree. There's a lot more bandwagon fans now because it's the brand. 
the ducks have yeah. made a brand for themselves and, and it's easy to jump on that brand on that brand. That brand wagon. But All right, enough about college football. Yeah, let's get Saturday, back. <laughs> so Saturday, what happened? Uh, any highlights from Saturday? Uh, not that I can uh, sit here and talk about. We probably beat it to death since we just got derailed by college football. But the the Americans came through again. They finished the day. They were up 11 to 5. They just needed 14 and a half points. So going into Sunday, they just needed three and a half more points in the singles matches. So everybody went out on Sunday today in the single matches and it, it wasn't anticlimactic by any means, but it definitely wasn't necessarily as exciting as maybe I was hoping it to be because, but at the same time we were on the winning end. We were on the American side. So, um, I will say something about Saturday. <laughs> it might have been all weekend because I did hear it again today. A little bit of a hot mic issue. There's a lot of cussing going on. I loved oh, it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, Justin Thomas, you know, pumping up the crowd, yelling, I can't fucking hear you. And Ooh. then and then today, uh, Rory, Rory gave, gave a great interview afterwards, got really emotional. He was crying. Nothing against crying, right? No, but, I'm uh, crying. Yeah, but uh, he, I believe he said, I don't give a shit during a certain point. I don't remember the context. He gives he gives a shit about the Ryder Cup. That's why he was emotional and crying. Yes. Uh, but he, he's, he said the words, I don't give a shit, meaning he was talking about something unrelated or no related, but the context, I'm not going to be able to get it right. So don't think that he doesn't give a shit. But uh, yeah, the hot mic was great. He actually apologized for the cussing. He says, oh, I apologize for cussing back there earlier. Was, <laughs> it, was it Saturday morning that Justin Thomas and Furberger, Furberger <clears throat> chugged beers on the first tee? That was, uh, they did not play the afternoon session yesterday. So after going out Saturday morning, I believe both of them were, not playing Saturday afternoon and uh, fans tossed out some beers to him on the first tee. And that was when we got this sight of them chugging beers on the first tee, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit of a party. It was, it was an amazing party and uh, it was, yeah, it, it was fun to watch. It was, it was cool. Uh, Justin Thomas grabbed the beer off the ground. He kind of pointed to Furberger and then they, they both decided to just chug those beers right there. It was, it was fun. Uh, they slammed the beers on the ground. They got the crowd pumped up. Yeah, it was cool. That was uh Saturday afternoon. Cause I think Spieth went out with Brooks Kepka that, uh, for that, uh, four ball match. That's when they got, uh, beat by Rom and Garcia. My two horses. God. Or no, we we Beef. split that one. I got I I had Sergio and you had Rom. But that's those well, are the, those I didn't I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of highlights from Saturday, but I didn't really get to watch a ton of it as much as I wish I would have, but Yeah. But today, however, today was was pretty phenomenal. So um, it started out the score was Yeah, they went in today, in today 11 to 5. So the the Americans only needed three and a half points today to with uh, twelve players with twelve twelve matches single single matches and um, they had Xander Shoffley, your boy X Man went out with Rory McIlroy right off the bat 
And Rory, and Rory finally scored his first <clears throat> point. Rory won. Three and two. <clears throat> Three and two. And then uh, Cantlay and uh, Shane Lowry went out second. Cantlay ended up winning. Scheffler, this was the big match that I think was kind of a, not a throwaway, but this was kind of a, okay, we'll give one to you by uh, Stricker. Um, Scotty Scheffler went up against John Rahm. And this might have been actually Stricker knowing a little bit because I I believe Scheffler beat Rom in the match play earlier this year. Uh, Intel. And uh, Scotty Scheffler beat John Rom again. I believe, if if I can remember, Scotty Scheffler went four up after four holes. And he, if he, he ended up winning the match four and three. That's impressive. That means he was four up with three to play, and there's no reason to play any more holes because there's no way John Rom can win. So they only played 15 holes. Mm. Then they had mm-hmm. Bryce and DeChambeau and Sergio, which was which is great. You got two incredible characters there. And uh, Bryson kicked some ass, took some killer lines, hit some big drives, and beat Sergio three and two. Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland ended up tying. So they went the full 18, so they each split a point. Uh, had Dustin Johnson and Paul Casey went to full 18. Dustin Johnson ended up winning one up. He he had five points for the week. He did. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. How often does that happen? Do you know? Never. Uh, I don't know if it's happened. I don't know if it has either. You, you think it's got to have happened before, but that's it's insane. Not even a half, not even a tie. He no. just fucking beat everybody. He gets five points. That was a brilliant pick by you. Uh, batch number seven was Brooks Kepka. He he won two and one on Burnt Wiesberger. Uh Ian Poulter beat Tony Fino today. Ian Poulter. Yeah, was, Alice. Yeah. Yeah, Alice. You and t- you know, let's just talk about Tony real fast. He. <laughs> How many points did he get? He lost. He lost in his match. So he got a point on he, Friday. He got a point. A point. He yeah. lost his match on Friday and he lost his match on or Saturday and he lost his match on Sunday. So Ian Poulter came through because Ian Poulter, I think that was the only match he won, right? Correct. Yep. So he won three and two. Justin Thomas beat Terrell Hilton. Or, sorry, Ter- Terrell Hatton four and three. Yeah, Lee Westwood ended up beating Harris English on 18, beat him one up. And uh, Harris English actually uh, lost his ball, hit his second shot into the water just short on 18, couldn't find his ball and just conceded the match. Well, yeah, we won. They I mean, it was se- like there they, was four matches going and it was over. They had already secured the cup at that point. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Spieth and Tommy Fleetwood tied. And then the final match of the day, Daniel Furberger uh, beat Matt Fitzpatrick on the 18th hole to go one up. So he had to I've sit there it. and watch everybody drink beer while he played his last five or six holes. <laughs> God. So I got the the European record. So John Rom 3-1-1, one, and one. Sergio 3-1-0. and zero. He now has won the most points in... The Ryder Ryder Cup history. Uh, then Terrell Hatton one two and one. Shane Lowry one two and zero. Ooh, 
Ian Poulter, one, two, and zero. Lee Westwood, one, two, and zero. Rory, one, three, and zero. Jeez. Paul Casey, zero, four, and zero. Matt Fitzpatrick, zero, three, zero. Burned Wiesberger, zero, three, zero. Oof. Yeah, brutal. Not a good year for the Euros. Nope. They'll be back in a couple of years, though. It's okay. All right. Oh, yeah. So let's review our picks a little bit because you and I had a side bet. We put $5. You picked four players, two Americans. Hold on. Two before years. we go over our picks real fast, I want to just quickly go over the press conference afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Europeans went first while the Americans were outside taking pictures and drinking and shit. And man, I'll tell you, the Europeans were classy. Good. And they they actually were like, okay, we got beat. They didn't, they weren't pouting. They they were like they seemed it was they were gracious losers. And I sometimes feel like they're bad winners. But, you know, they get it and they acted happy. Um, th- there was some inside jokes about Tommy Fleetwood. They didn't go, but they were, <laughs> they were, they were asking, like, you know, what's the craziest thing? And th- it's, there was something about Tommy Fleetwood. I don't know if he was what he did, but they they were laughing. <laughs> um, Ian Poulter said some nice stuff. Shane Lowry said this is the greatest time of his life. That's amazing. And, yeah, and he won the British Open. Yeah. Lee Westwood looked a little bit gutted because he felt like this was probably his last Ryder Cup chance or just the last time he could be in it. So he uh, he seemed a little, he you know, he was like bummed because the rest of those guys, you know, got more chances and I'm not sure he's out of it. And so then the Americans showed up. Holy Toledo. <laughs> After been drinking all afternoon. <laughs> JT and Brooksy were laughing at DJ. DJ was shit faced. He was just <laughs> like, you know, talking to him and they were drinking seltzers. Um, <clears throat> Morikawa had a big bottle of champagne, a seltzer, and a microphone. It was beautiful. Xander was smoking a cigar. It was pretty good. Bryson was talking about how special everything was and he would be drinking more but he isn't because he's getting ready to go to the uh long drive championship yeah he's got to take care of that temple yeah and so him and brooks he hugged it out kind of awkward they gave each other a bro uh, hug i liked it it was cool yeah, they, yeah. um J- jt he just he so there was something about what did tiger say like some reporter asked Justin Thomas, "Hey, so what was was what was Tiger's message?" And then JT got all drunk, defensive. He was like, "Why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me, Tiger? Who?" Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Like, was there a secret, or was he like, "Let's not talk about Tiger," or I don't know. But it was. Justin Thomas was shit faced. Yeah, he 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 had finished earlier. He he had been drinking uh, a while, <laughs> and, yeah. and you never know. And they they might have certain journalists that they just get irritated by, and oh, maybe, right. maybe he was just digging a little too far. I don't know. I, so he I, was on he was on one end, sitting behind uh, 
DJ and sitting next to Brooksy. And on the very other end was his good buddy, Jordan Spieth. And Jordan wasn't having as much fun. Oh. He, he, you know, he was like, eh, this wasn't, eh. you know, he didn't have the fun tournament he wanted to have. And, I, and I'm not sure why George, Justin was having so much fun because he didn't play that great. He, he had some great shots, you know. He had just been drinking. Was. Yeah, exactly. There you have it. Uh, you know, the, everybody's going to react certain different ways and everybody's going <clears> to <throat> maybe have consumed a few more beverages than others and maybe certain people don't like pref- press conferences and just, it's, you know, we're all in our own element. I mean, like you and I, we get together, we, we have a great time, right? But put us in front of a bunch of journalists asking us questions. You might be able to thrive. And I'm just going to be like, hey, shut the fuck up, man. Why yeah. do you even ask me that? But you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll answer it. You know, but so it's the kind of personalities that people are in, the, in dealing with people just poking and prodding them. And, and I, I don't read much into interviews and press conferences like that. But uh, it's good It's good to see those guys letting loose and cutting loose and, and enjoying their win because they certainly yeah. deserve it. I'd love to see the just a little be a fly on the wall in the team room. The I don't feel I don't I feel like the captains picks they did good, Stricker and uh, Harrington they did good on their captains picks and for sure maybe the pe- maybe the people that let them down was uh, the automatic bids could be but I think like I touched on earlier with the Brooksy and Berger and Bryson and Scotty Scheffler friendships I think I think uh, Stricker nailed it by yeah, by doing and that, not putting so. Reed there. Yeah, that would have just that. I'm not saying we wouldn't have won, but it definitely would have been a different dynamic. It would have added just another dynamic that maybe Stricker didn't want to deal with. Yeah, so, I wonder if Patty Reed tweeted anything about uh, anything. <laughs> I'm sure he probably did. One big highlight for me today, dude, was so I, I did watch the beginning of it and kind of watch all the groups go out and Bryson hit the ball on the green on number one. He drove the yes. green. And then made the putt. Everybody went crazy. For sure. It was it was a pre- pretty damn insane drive. Uh, there was another short par four where they were hitting three woods into, and Bryson had driver in his hand, and his caddy talked, you know, they were talking about it, and there was downwind, and he ended up pulling a three wood out, and the crowd kind of got upset, and Bryson looked. He's like... He's like, hey guys, it's okay. I'm still going for the green, and he hit he hit it like pin high with a three wood on a par four. So Jeez. good, good stuff this week. It was good. I'm glad there was no Brooksy Bryson drama. There was a little bit more Brooksy drama than Bryson drama. Brooksy had a rules. Uh, he wanted uh, relief from a drain. Well, so these natural these these drainage uh, kind of. Aisles they have are uh, man-made, but they are obstructions, and they can get relief from them. But the rules official said, no, that's not coming into play. And Bright, or Brooksy said, looked at him, and this is one of the hot mic moments. He said something to the effect of, if I break my wrist, it's your fucking ass. Ooh. Or if I break my wrist, it's on both of it's fucking on both of you or something like that. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah, Ooh, okay, yeah. Okay, was, good it, big guy. It was a little much, but take me to court, motherfucker. Sergio, hey, Sergio, you don't have to hit it. yeah, Sergio was actually still on was kind of on his side. Like, yeah, 
I, I could see it. Um, but they, he ended up not getting relief. He ended up hitting it and hit a pretty damn good shot. Great shot on the green. Uh, yes. Was it on the green or was it just short? I can't remember. But I no, think they it, ended it, up it, getting it up, on the green. Yeah, I think they ended up getting a par out of that. So hit, great, great don't week. Hit it there, and if you don't, if you're going to break your wrist, take an unplayable lie. That was his partner's uh, fault, wasn't it? Or was yeah, it? <laughs> so, I mean, just shut up. I can't remember, Brooksy. Yeah. Anyways, great week all in all. Uh, clearly a great week because the Americans won. Certainly deserve it. We got a lot more talent. Europeans are a great team. They've got a lot of great talent too. Their talent's just a little bit older. And I think a lot of these guys emotionally, they're just kind of, I think Poulter probably saw maybe his last Ryder cup uh, as much as I'd like to see him there in a couple of years, you know, he'll be a captain someday. Uh, Lee Westwood. I think this is probably his last Ryder cup. Um, just, just a lot of good dudes that probably might've just seen their last Ryder cup. They're probably trying to digest that tonight. So good on them. It was, it was good. So, um, we covered, no, we didn't cover our picks. Okay. Now we're going to do it. Yeah. So you picked Rom Poulter and then Xander and DJ. And I picked Jordan, JT, Rory and Sergio. And I thought I was lead pipe cinch lock. I thought I was it. <laughs> I ended up scoring eight points. You scored 11 and a half and you kicked my ass. So I ate five bucks. Eight, so. nine, 10, 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll get you your five bucks and, uh, we're going to re we're going to recap, uh, the Sanderson farm cha- or we're going to preview the Sanderson farms championship right now. Okay. All right, before we get into Sanderson Farms Championship, I do want to mention something about the Ryder Cup. And, and did do you have any complaints about the TV coverage? I would say from what I saw, I was fine with it. So uh, there, yeah, go ahead. There, there was one thing on, I believe it was Friday, when Bryson went for, he took this aggressive line on par five. I think it was six or seven. And he had like crazy insane yardage in like 80 yards or something, right? Or a hundred yards on a par he had five. a 420 yard drive. Something like that. But they didn't show it. Oh, geez. Yeah. They didn't show it. Like it, they showed where he was at. Then they showed a graphic of the path of the ball and the path of somebody else's, but they never actually showed the shot. So, I mean, I'm scrambling on Twitter. I'm scrambling on YouTube trying to find the shot. I finally find it. But I'm like, why the hell wouldn't wouldn't the TV coverage just, just review? I feel like it was on Friday. It might and have I, been. And I no, it was. I it was saw, Friday. Yeah. Friday afternoon. And I saw him tee off and I heard him say something like, go. But they didn't show the tracer. They, I don't even think they f- they showed the tee shot. That might have been Jeez. a different hole, but this one was an an aggressive line on a par five. But anyways, I I thought TV coverage was mediocre at best. Um, and clearly, I think my opinions about Paul Easing are probably relatively known to this audience, and probably some of the Twitter land out there because I made it known that I'm not a big fan of Zinger and. Uh, yeah. He's just a dork. I mean, everything that comes out of his mouth is just dumb. I mean, it's just like, can can we get somebody better in there? I mean, I made a plea on Twitter to get Colton Ost in there for the rest of the weekend. 
right? <laughs> I mean, get us some, get us somebody that's just not going to say. St- I'm not saying I'd do a better job because I yeah. really just. I mean, I don't know if I would do a better job, but I do know that some of the things that he said was just was just absolutely stupid. But yeah, he he said. At one point, like, it, this is when it just started getting irritating. Like, I, you just start listening to everything he says. At one point, he says, straight as you can be. Like, he's talking about somebody's tee shot. He says, straight as you can be, straight as you can be. I'm like, what does that even mean? Or straight as you can point. Straight as you can point. Straight as you can point. I'm like, what if oh, I have a crooked okay. finger? I mean, I, it just, yeah, that was of just, course you do. That was just dumb. Yeah. So it just, dupidins. Er, yeah. If you got dupidins. The, and then the Zinger said, uh, is what I said, because he's going to be my ding dong of the week. Spoiler alert. He, he says, <laughs> he says, this is a, bu- this is a hungry bunch of first timers. And he said that in response to Tony Finau's birdie putt on that day. Tony Finau has already played in the Ryder Cup. He's not that's a first timer. That's funny. <laughs> so Tony Finau, who has played in the Ryder Cup before, makes a putt and Zinger says, there's a hungry bunch of first timers. Dude. That's crazy. What yeah, a whoops. Dork. Anyways. Yeah, whoops. Yeah, I, I can't stand Zinger. You know, Mike Chirico and uh, uh, whatever that other guy's name is, um, uh, Hannah Storm's husband. Um, oh. on NBC. Dan Hicks. Really? Dan Hicks. No kidding. That's Hannah Storm's husband. Yeah, Dan Hicks, dude. Did not know that. Yeah. And Jimmy Roberts gets on my nerves, too. He's a bit of a ding-dong. I'm not a big fan of NBC. I'd rather get Jim Nance in there. And even Nick Faldo would have probably brought some entertainment to it. But Nick Faldo can get a little squirrely at times. But he doesn't say stupid things like Zinger. But Maybe some Faraday. Faraday was on there. Faraday's great. I love him. Oh, okay. He was yeah, there. Yeah, Faraday was on oh, there. I didn't hear him much. I believe he's and on the course. Uh, I wasn't watching. Bones was out there. Uh, Dan Wood, uh, who I think it was Dan Wood, um, uh, is his name. Uh, um, is that Tiger's brother? No, it's uh, Kuchar's old caddy. So you got a couple caddies out there walking the course. Uh, Roger, oh, wow. Malt- Roger Maltby is out there. Raj. We call yeah. him Raj. Yeah, so it had a lot of good on-course talent. Uh, Colt Nost would have been great to have out there. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, TV coverage was was mediocre at best. I did watch the app a little bit, but the app pretty much just followed one group at a time. So kind of isolated on, on on the amount of golf you could watch, but whatever. It's okay. We'll get beyond it. They'll maybe learn and and kind of do it a little bit better next time. So on to the Sanderson Farm Championship. We we got this is still the beginning of the season, man. We got golf this week. We got golf in Jackson, Mississippi at country at the Country Club of Jackson. It's par seventy two, yardage is seven thousand four hundred and sixty one yards. Todd Dina, the designer of this Country Club of Jackson is. This feels like somebody like Pete Dye. No, that was just Whistling Straits. Was Pete Dye? <laughs> okay, so then it's probably uh, Tom Doak. Close. You got Tom right. Tom Bendelo. I feel like we've <laughs> talked about Tom Bendelo. I've never before. heard of Tom Bendelo. <laughs> 
Never. Tom, bend low. Um, do you know who the defending champion is? Ooh, this feels like one of those tournaments that's like a Tom Potter, Ted Potter Jr. Or no, uh, yeah, it was in your notes. Did you look at your notes? Nope. <laughs> I've been playing golf all weekend. Let me just tell you, he was in the Ryder Cup this week. No shit. Yeah. Uh, Harris English. Sergio Garcia. Oh, my God. Is he going to be there? Uh, I don't know. It depends how well he recovers tonight. Wow. Sergio. Yeah. I'll, I'll be dang. I wouldn't have guessed it. I, I uh, yeah, I, I was I was actually kind of surprised. When I saw that Sergio was a returning champion. Do you know that Mississippi at 56%, the state has one of the lowest workforce participation rates in the country. Really? Approximately 70,000 adults are disabled, which is 10% of the workforce. Wow. I did yeah. not know that. Interesting. It's one of the poorest states is related to its dependence on cotton agriculture before and after the civil war. Huh? Huh. Interesting. I'm uh <laughs> I'll be danged. I'm looking at the uh field here for uh the Sanderson Farm Championship and Sergio Garcia is in the field according to this. Do you think you'll pick him? Maybe. All right. All right. Seems like a pretty decent pick, but so's, you know, Will Zalatoris. So, I don't know. We'll see. Do you have anything about the Sanderson Farms Invitational? I don't. Jackson, Mississippi. It's probably a shithole, isn't it? <laughs> well, the medium <laughs> household income is forty three thousand dollars, which ranks fiftieth. It's fiftieth in the country in cities or the Mississippi's is fiftieth state. Oh, in the so medium income. Medium income. For, it's a poor state. Yeah, Mississippi is a poor state. Yeah. So should we just get to our, should we just yeah, get to our get, picks? Yeah. And you're picking first. You probably don't even know who's playing in it, do you? I just pulled something up here. <clears throat> All right. I am going to take. Uh, let's just go with looking, looking, looking. Kevin Streelman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want Will Zaltoris. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, Will Zaltoris. You, you haven't taken your hands off the card yet? Well, I was scrolling down. Zaltoris. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. I'm glad I didn't take Kevin Streelman first. Watch, he's going to win. <laughs> he might. He might still be around right uh yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of decent talent in this field i mean there I mean, let's just be honest there's never decent there's never an event that doesn't have decent talent so um but you look at this and uh there's just a lot of people that kind of stick out to me and okay well kevin strillman is one of those um oh you know i'm gonna pick snedeker Oh, yeah. He He's due. He's due. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to take HV3. That's a good pick. I like it. That's one of my picks. Yeah, I know. So is Alatoris. HV3 is uh, is due as well. Uh, gosh, Rory Sabatini, he's such a dork. What a ding dong. Uh, Doc Redmond. That guy's just weird looking. Is he? Man, what about when he puts sunglasses and a hat on? Scott Piercy. Just anger can. Oh, I'm going to take Mito Pereira. Oh, good one. Good one. <laughs> He's due also. I mean, he's he's a young up and comer, but he is he's yeah. going to win early in his career, and it might just be this week. All right. So my third and final pick is a friend of the show, Josh Creel. Nice, good pick. I like it. Thanks. And he was he was chugging beers a couple three weeks ago in Mississippi. Oh, yeah, so. with Chad Ramey. I'm going to pick Chad Ramey, Mississippi uh-huh. uh, Mississippi guy. This is the year of the rookies for me. So I feel like I, like I feel somewhat obligated to pick a rookie every tournament. Okay. And now I've got two. I've got Pereira and Ramey. So who are your alternates? Uh, Hayden Buckley. No, see, I I love the Hayden Buckley pick and I like it. Not I, I don't know if that was just you kind of saying, "Hey, you know, stick it to you." <laughs> like I'm going to pick your rookies. I kind no, of you, you don't own anybody. No, no, I don't. But I kind of felt like it was we're, we're in our alternates right now, and you kind of I feel like you're obligated to take Kevin Streelman. Nope, <laughs> not taking him. I'm gonna take Adam I, Long. I just, I just lost my mind when I almost took him. I'm gonna take Adam Long. I about lost my mind when you took him. So Jesus. Adam Long's my first alternate. Okay, and then my final alternate, and this one's a beauty. And this guy's going to play good because mama needs a new purse. Lucas, don't hit me in the face, honey. Glover. <laughs> Dude, that's great. I wonder, I wonder how, I wonder how he's doing. We haven't checked in on Lucas he's in a fine. while. He's playing in Mississippi. He it's is. the poorest state in the union since, <clears throat> and since before and after the cotton gin. I like it. Anyways, I, I'm going to take Sergio Garcia. I don't know why he's an alternate, but it's cool. Because he's been just in a grindhouse. He just the biggest grindhouse three days of your life, although he played pretty good. Right. Although he lost his singles match. So I will say one thing. We got to give a shout out to Warren, fan of the show. He did text oh, nice. me. Yeah, he texted me, and I had to laugh my ass off this comment because it didn't even dawn on me when we were recording our last episode. He said, I'm 50 minutes into the Ryder Cup episode and i haven't heard one good day mate and you guys are talking about a bunch of europeans <laughs> god <laughs> and, bless him well it it just shows you like he was actually conscious about like here for when's it gonna happen when's it gonna happen right? so that's warren we're sorry that we didn't throw in a good day mate during last your, your last uh, Ryder Cup episode or this one, dude? We haven't done it yet. 
God dang it. What's we wrong made, with us? We made it through an over an hour of this show and didn't throw a good day made in there. Well, and, and we just had opportunities hear- now. I said, I said, Mito Pereira. You didn't even say good day. <laughs> is he a foreigner? Uh, yeah, he's a foreigner, but he's not from, you know, South Africa. Or is he? I, I, don't know. I figured he was, I thought he was from here. No. Who I, knew? No, that's Sean Pereira that's from here. Did, did <laughs> nice. Did you, did, so I was clearly wrong on the Americans playing like shit. Alice, she she was like, no, the, the Americans are going to be fine. So she was right there. Did uh, anybody else have an opinion either way that you would talk to, like uh, the Americans or the Europeans? No, not, well? no, I didn't. I didn't hear anybody um, that was uh, one way or the or one way or the other. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I don't think. I don't have a whole lot of friends that are really. You don't have friends? Oh my god, that's well, so just, sad. Just you. <laughs> you oh know. my gosh, that's so sad, Chris. <laughs> I'll meet a prayers from Chile. Ah, oh, g'day, mate. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We got it in there, Warren. Uh, no, I, I mean, there's not a ton of friends that I have that are like so into golf, like you and I, that they really can formulate. Uh, an opinion, an, opinion? One, an opinion one way or the other that's really going to, other than the fact that they hate Europeans. You just said your friends are dumb. That's cool. <laughs> of what friends you have, they're dumb. That's cool. <laughs> well, All right. I don't know you, but I bet you're not that dumb. I, I know. I'm, I don't know. That's your opinion. My opinion, I might be a little bit dumb. I don't know. No, and it's and to be perfectly honest, it was, I think my dad agreed with me. He thought the Europeans would, would win. No, I did too. I was more optimistic. Did you really? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. It just seemed like a better team atmosphere. It just yeah. seemed like the the Americans, you know, they've always kind of got these pods, kind of keep it keep keeping people separated. Um, but it, to be honest with you, dude, I I I give this year a ton of credit to Steve Stricker. And Freddie yes. Couples and Phil Mickelson and Zach Johnson and Jim Furyk and all those veterans that were around that I saw on the sidelines. I give so much credit to those guys for bringing these guys together. And they need it, right? They need that yeah. speech from Tiger Woods. They need those. I mean, Dustin Johnson was the oldest guy on this team. Dustin is Johnson is not old. I mean, he's in his 30s, right? But they, the, when a reporter asked, asked <clears throat> DJ, hey, you're the oldest guy on the American side. Are you going to be able to hang out and party as long with these guys? And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, next question. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Next question. Do you I mean, not- the guy, he, he was he was plowed, pie eyed. And you know what? I'm not sure it is the captains that are doing it because I DJ's like, well, you know, these, I think a bunch of these guys just go out and play. And if they play good and they beat the other guy, I don't even know if he gives two fucks what Stricker says in the meeting room. Right. Well, I, I, I completely, I completely and totally, I completely and totally agree with that. Right. Yeah. Like Brooksy says, it's an individual sport. We got individual stuff. We got things we're normally doing. It's an individual thing. And then you throw in a team thing and you're like, well, and you got to go here for this and here for that. And it does throw your, your rhythm off. And this week's so unique. So if you can get enough people in there that have been through it before and be able to help with that, then that's fine. Now the golf skill, the golf, get out there and hit that white ball in the hole. 
absolutely you're right. That is something that is only under the control of that person and that individual, right? So, but I think there is something to be said about Steve Stricker sitting down with Freddie Couples and Phil Mickelson and whoever he needs on his team and say, hey, here's my problem. I've got Bryson. I've got Brooksy. These two clearly don't yeah, see. how do we figure this out? Well, and Freddie might have been like, you know what? Got JT. We got Jordan. They're good buddies. You know, Davis and I were always good buddies. We always played together. He's like, who are friends with these guys? And they might have been like, I think Bryson and Scotty Scheffler are friends. I think Brooksy and Ferberger are friends. And that, I think, helped those two individuals out to go out there and win those matches that they were yeah. in. And I think that, that I give credit to Stricker to, for maybe thinking we need to find yeah. individuals that are high enough up on that list to be able to help these guys out. And that's why you saw him go get Scheffler. That's why you saw him go get, you know, Berger instead of Kisner or instead of Reed. So I give a lot of credit to Stricker, but yeah, for sure. So anyways, we're, uh, let's, uh, move on. You got, um, any final thoughts here or should we take a pause and should we watch the end of this football game? And, well, no, and it's, should we, should we do commentary on this uh, Mason Crosby kick here at the end of this? Sunday yeah. Night game? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, three seconds left. Drove, uh, what's his nuts? Oh God. They just called a timeout. Just let him co- kick it. It's a 50 yarder, 51 yarder, 51 yards. Green Bay is down 28, 27 to San Francisco. San Francisco just called their first timeout, so they've got a couple more left that they might just drain on him. It's Mason Crosby, uh, I, though. I see now. This is the type of guy he's. He's like, thank you for calling timeout because now I can get settled in. Yeah, I think that's terrible. Just make him run out there and kick it. Yeah, Mason Crosby's not a rookie. He, I picked Mason Crosby on my fantasy football team, and I haven't played fantasy football in twenty years. I so that's how long to he's miss this. <laughs> I so want him because look at him. Uh, what's his nuts? Just had to throw a pass about 15 yards to get to here and then had to spike it. And he did a fist pump after it happened. Like you, nice. Oh, good job. Now you, you set up Crosby to kick a 51 yarder. This thing is so wide, right? Oh, dude, he's going to, he's going to just hit it right down the gut. Fuck. Here we go. Yep. Double or nothing. Something he makes Packers, it. Packers. Those sons Bam. of bitches. Right down the middle. Look at that. It's good. Bing Game Crosby over. just kicked the winning field goal. Bing Crosby, nice. Oh man! God. All right, Lafleur. All right, sorry. No, you're good. We've talked a lot about football in this golf podcast. It's great. I love it. It's football season. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more, and we'll maybe we'll, I'll be nicer about your ducks <laughs> when you're lamenting that they're the number three and you don't get enough respect. I'll be better next week. Okay. I don't talk shit about the Beavers. I I, know. I like Oregon State. I think they're great. Yeah, uh, and maybe it was me being defensive about you being defensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could be. I could. I, I'm so difficult, Todd. I've been known. Well, to be, I've been known to be called names. You know, I can attack people. I don't. You know, I'm. I take things so personally, Todd. <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's why you have trouble with friends. I know. I, I hope the ducks Such do well. An I I hope the ducks do well, and I. When it comes to Civil War, man, I want the Beavers. I don't care if it means a nat- natty potential. Because if, like, 
it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, I, I just, yeah. what I did, what I did like about our picks is us each having two euros and two Americans was it was fun to be rooting for both sides. It was, I found myself today, like really hoping that Bryson was going to get his ass kicked because I think he was going up against, uh, was he one of my, one of my ponies? Yeah. Who was it? Oh, no, he, God. he wasn't playing Poulter, was he? No. Uh, he played Sergio. He played your guy. Oh no! Yeah, because I wanted him. Uh, I wanted uh, Deshambo to lose because he was playing against Sergio. You're yeah. Your pony. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I do have to give one shout out to Mike Schreier, uh, friend of the show. Uh, worked with nice. him. Worked with him recently, and uh, he says he, lo- he loves the show. He says, and he said something <laughs> of, "You're a lot more likable on the show." <laughs> And I was like, huh. Oh, oh thanks. I think. <laughs> I, I loved it. Like, I, it was funny. I thought just the way that he said it, I can't remember if that's the exact words. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. Like, do you not like me? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no, that I, I, think funny. He, I, I, the way that he said it, I took it. I took it as it was pretty funny, though. But may, maybe nice. I just kind of laugh a little bit more and maybe smile a little bit more than, but it, we're on T or we're on radio. So they can't really see me smile. But anyways, Mike, I appreciate it, dude. Keep listening. Final thoughts, dude. Do you have any final thoughts before we get to ding dong and well, trunk slammer? Cause I, I'm, I'm going to, no- I'm going to make a motion during our ding dong segment. So do you have any final thoughts before we get to those? Uh, negative. Other than, uh, I'll see people in, Central Oregon. Yeah. It's sisters meet in smokehouse. Uh, so I, I'm going to have some official, uh, order of business to take care of between you and I, Todd, I'm going to make a motion that, um, we change the ding dong, uh, segment to zing zong. Hmm. Cause yeah, every single credit, every It's giving him too much credit. Instead of giving Zinger the ding dong of the week every year or every, every, I just want to just name this segment after Paul Azinger and just call it the Zing Zong of the week. Yeah, that's funny. Because he was a total shit show for me this week. It was horrible. Like, yeah, like just don't even turn it up. Just mute it and watch golf. It was horrible. Yeah, he, he, he tries too hard. He does. He's the ding hard. dong. He he's the ding dong of the week. And we'll me. talk more about that zing zong. <laughs> okay. Any trunk slammers? You, the Europeans seem too graceful for them to have any trunk slammers. I think. Yeah, I think hell no. I mean, even yeah, they, Sergio. They were, even Sergio was classy. Yeah, even they were Sergio. Super classy. As the last group was coming up, eighteen. He was. He was all smiles and and giving handshakes to the Americans. So they're very, very classy, and it was. One of those years where it was a little anticlimactic on the victory. So there wasn't any huge emotions on Sunday, except for just everybody kind of taking it all in and, and just yeah. appreciating the whole competition itself. So I'm trying to think if anybody slammed their trunk if they member guest. It it could have easily been me and Dick, but we we limped into the bar and got one. Nice. Yeah, we, you know what? You you go in and you have one. 
You you listen to other people. We're in first. Oh yeah, we're in first. Did- Fuck you. <laughs> Go buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a honey pot out there on Sundays? I've never played the member guest. Yeah, it's great. It, it, they did. I don't think we got it. Yeah. Although we played better, and that's what me and Dick. You know, we're trending. I'm going to a big golf tournament, so I'm feeling good. Nice. I, I think I shot a 35 on the back. Oh, dude. Solid at the green back. With a penalty stroke. <laughs> like after my, you know, fifth birdie bottle or net birdie bottle drink, I went to knock a piece of fuzz away from my ball in the middle of the fairway and hit my ball. Oh, man. That's so dumb. Penalty. It's such a dumb penalty stroke. Just move your ball back or not even well, move it back. Plus one. <sighs> I'm like, oh, God, Dick. Oh, God, oh, Dick, God, please Dick. pick me up. <laughs> oh, God, Dick, please pick me up. <laughs> oh, man, I got to get out there at Royal Oaks and play with Dick and Alice. I got to meet these folks. I agree. Big fans of the show. Huge. All right. Do we have anything else? Negative. You're going to go off and play golf all week. I'm going to go off and yeah, work so all week. I don't week. even think we're doing a podcast next week. Why not? Right? Why not? Uh, I guess it will be Monday. Yeah, hey, you'll be back. Yeah, oh, this, yeah, is, er- this is early in the week for us. We got plenty of time. Oh, I'm get- confused. Yeah, no, we got a uh, podcast uh, week, eh, like seven or eight days from now or nine. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I are- almost lost my mind. <laughs> no, we're good, dude. You just you, right. you go off. You play golf, we'll uh, record a podcast, and then we might have to fit one in before we go up to Chambers Bay. Or maybe record one up there. I don't know. Sweet. We'll figure it out. Anyways, be good humans. Get vaccinated. Everyone have a great week. Except for Patrick Reed. <laughs>